This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 235. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, Bar Institute was here in New York last week. Lush Life is the organization that puts that on, and they do an amazing job. They also do Camp Runamuck and uh, King Camp. Uh, anyway, Bar Institute is classes, parties, tastings, and of course, networking. They travel all around the U.S. doing this so that bartenders from all over the country don't have to go too far to participate. It's kind of winding down now. There's one left. Uh, it's planned for um, San Juan in uh, January. So that's coming up. Hopefully uh, that still happens with all the uh, tough times that Puerto Rico's going through right now. I didn't... I didn't get a status update on that, actually. Uh, but by the way, I met several Bartender Journey listeners at Bar Institute, which was awesome. I'm always so happy to meet you guys. A couple of people I talked to pointed out that it's a little weird that I never mentioned the name of the place where I bartend. Well, I know it is a little strange, but it's a private club, and we're not supposed to mention the, the name in any sort of social media or anything business-related, actually. Uh, so I was, I was talking to someone who works at a private club in Manhattan. She told me that two people got fired recently just for taking pictures inside the club. So that's the nature of private clubs. You have to be uh, subtle. So, so suffice to say, I'm head bartender at a private club just north of New York City. Anyway, back to Bar Institute. There are classes on a big variety of subjects, including a lot of uh, social issues. The speakers at the classes are all amazing and all volunteer, just great people that want to help uh, raise the industry. One amazing class was talk- taught by Jackie Summers, Alexandra Farrington, and Joanna Carpenter. It was called an intersectional guide to dismantling systematic racism and sexism in hospitality, also known as hashtag U2. So that was a really good one. Uh, we uh, Brittany Leach from Lush Life sent over a link to a bunch of great material, the decks and stuff from uh, Bar Institute, and uh, we're working on getting clearance from the uh, people that created all that stuff to share it with you. So stand by for that. We'll uh, we'll let you know uh, probably on next week's podcast uh, about that. So, but there are some amazing resources. We'll talk a, a little bit about that class that I just mentioned with Josh Davis in a few minutes. Jack all trades, man. Yeah. Yeah, Martin yeah. is a counselor, a drink maker, a therapist, <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. He's a great guy who works uh, with Lush Life, in, in addition to being bar manager at the Bureau Bar in Chicago. First, let's do a book of the week, and it comes to us from Hazel Alvarado, who helps me out on the show. Hello, Bartender Journey fam. This week's Cocktail Book of the Week is The Thinking Girl's Guide to Drinking. It aligns with the Bartender Journey team's dedication to health and wellness and craft cocktails. The Thinking Girl's Guide to Drinking, Cocktail Without Regrets, is a collaboration by Ariane Resnick, private chef and nutritionist, and Brittany Ray, professional bartender in Paris, formerly LA. This review is a bit overdue, as we had previously received a copy a while back. However, we thought it would be perfect for this week that we know here in the U.S. we're going to be a little overindulgent in food and drink that we feature a book with healthy holiday cocktails. This colorful handheld tome begins with a quick overview of the philosophy that a drink can taste delicious and be healthy followed by a brief overview of bar basics, ideal for aspiring bartenders and cocktail enthusiasts. Each chapter focuses on different ingredients, with fun names like kombucha cha-cha, ginger, and I don't mean redheads. It's a hard spice life, and go ahead, be jelly. In addition to specs and beauty shots for over 100 cocktails and mocktails, each recipe includes brief tasting notes combined with nutritional facts. Tips are sprinkled throughout his notes, and extras include how to fat wash alcohol, a section on syrups, and a spirits glossary. 
This book is fun to read, informative, and a great addition to your library, especially if you have someone looking for a cocktail with healthy ingredients or a delicious mocktail. We'll look to get Ariane on a future episode for the story behind the making of this book for the bartender writers in our Bartender Journey community. And make sure to visit the Bartender Journey website for the link to get your copy. Thanks again, Ariane, for a copy. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So get on over to bartenderjourney.net and click on the Amazon links there, even if you don't buy the products suggested, but click through and do all your holiday shopping in that sort of uh, session. After clicking through from bartenderjourney.net on an Amazon link, you'll be helping out the show just a little bit. doesn't cost you any extra, but you'll be supporting the show a little. Speaking of supporting the show, we're looking for sponsors. If you know of anyone who might be a good fit, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me directly at brian at bartenderjourney.net. How about a cocktail of the week? I made uh, one of these for a guest the other day, and before you knew it, his almost his entire group of eight or so people were drinking them. The Vucare is a wonderful cocktail that was invented in the Carousel Bar in Hotel Monteleone in New Orleans around 1938. The recipe is one ounce cognac, one ounce rye whiskey, one ounce sweet vermouth, a little Benedictine, a bar spoon is kind of a imprecise, imprecise measure, measurement, but, but it should be around a quarter teaspoon or so. And then we use two dashes of Peixos bitters and two dashes of Angostura bitters. It's not traditional, but I actually add a bar spoon of Gramonier too. It adds a little extra complexity to that cocktail. So stir that up and serve it over ice in an old-fashioned glass. Gets a lemon twist. Even though this drink was originated in a hot place, New Orleans, it's actually a great, a great autumn cocktail. All right, let's talk to Josh Davis and friends on the floor of the Brooklyn Expo Center. Here we are at Bar Institute in Brooklyn. And we're here with Josh Davis. How are you doing, hey, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Always great to see you, my friend. I haven't seen you in a while since, uh, what, the Econo Tour? That was great. That was, hey, hey, that was fun. I was getting rushed out. Like, that I day. don't know why. Yeah, yeah. They were like, come on. They, right. We were talking, and there was like an Uber standing by, and they're like, we got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right, guys. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll do a little more uh, proper one right now. Definitely. So, definitely. yeah, we're here at Barn Suit. It's a, it's, this is a great space. Great vibe. We're, we're like, way out in Brooklyn, though. We're in, uh, what's like, this? I, is it I, Williamsburg? It's um, Greenpoint. Okay. Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Okay. And I had never been on the G train in my entire life. Really? But it was, like, we were on that train for, like, a Whatever. long time. For a long time. <laughs> and, like, right. I didn't expect to take that long. Okay. But, uh, okay. But, uh yeah, and so yeah, that first class was was amazing. That was great with Jackie and uh, Jackie. I, and, I, I wasn't um, familiar with the other two ladies and uh, Alexandria and um, oh, I was the last lady. Uh, but it was uh, Joanna. Joanna. Yeah, Joanna. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that was real. Good. And uh, was, I mean, it was needed. Yeah, it was a needed class. Yeah, so it was uh, about diversity and yep. say, and, uh, and not just color, but women. Yeah, the LGBTQ community. And everybody. I, I felt like that seminar could have gone on like all day. Whatever. We could literally like, still be day. there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, I wanted to raise a point, but there was at a time uh, they were talking about know know what your um, rights are. Yep. Let's say you're behind the bar, mm-hmm. and somebody you have a guest that's making other people uncomfortable or whatever. Like what 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 is your responsibility and what are your what are your um, I mean you gotta legal, step in you gotta step yeah. in I mean not necessarily to be physical but yeah. you gotta step in and try to figure out how you can diffuse the situation in some kind of way I know at our bar I got my girl Sherry here hello hey. you know I mean Bureau Bar <laughs> Chicago um, I know when ladies come in by themselves I actually yeah. either walk them to the door yeah. I have one of the barbacks walk them to the door right uh, when guys buying them drinks I actually hand the drinks to them. I don't yeah. give them to a guy okay. to hand to another young lady. Just right. it's little things you can do yeah. without it taking it to be a confrontational. But I mean, if it has to, you know, 
I have no problem with that yeah. either. I have <laughs> yeah, zero issues. You're a pretty big that. guy. <laughs> <laughs> zero issues. But um, what I what I wanted to bring up and I didn't get a chance to was something that I learned not that long ago in New York State. Anyway, if you ask somebody to leave and they don't, now they're a trespasser. So really? yeah. So like, if I say you know if I, I if I say that. to you I'm asking you to leave and I don't go and you don't go. Now you're a trespasser, and I I can wow. call the police. We should see if that we can do that in Chicago. Yeah, so laws laws again, oh, yeah. you know laws yeah. vary state to state, but that's um that's a pretty powerful that's, tool that's in your big. arsenal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I did not know that. Wow. I I actually had to use that not with a guest, but with a um employee that I had to oh, yeah. let yeah. uh had to let uh dismiss. Right. And <laughs> so, you know what? I think that was a good thing Jackie brought out. It starts with us. Yeah. You know, like we, I, I say what I want. I make inappropriate jokes from time to time. You know what I mean? I'm not going to act like I never have. But I do it like me and this is my partner. So yeah. we make jokes back and forth with each other. Yeah. The jokes me and her have, I'll never do it with a random employee. Sure, sure. Because that's just our connection. Yeah. yeah. We, have bound, we have boundaries. We have jokes and things we say with each other. Yeah. Can't do that with everybody else. No. And even still with us, I draw a line. It's only so far I'll go. Right. Plus, I'm scared of Sherry. <laughs> I'm a big guy, but I'm scared of Sherry. So. Yeah, you're like a foot taller than her. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, like, yeah. I would, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna take a picture. Like I, I'll yeah, take yeah, a picture yeah. before we finish. Yeah, this lady right here. Yeah, <laughs> we don't mess with Sherry around. Here, I understand. So, yeah. I understand. Um, we balance each other out. We have a really good time at the bar. We look out for each other. We look out for our clients that come yeah. in. We're really growing our brand in Chicago at the bar to really make people feel like they're coming home. We have a yep. small, intimate space, and it's really like inviting people into our living room. So we want to make sure that we treat everybody like family and that they come back and that they feel safe and they have a good time, and, and, and that's, that's how yeah. it goes. We, we have such a, um, it's, it's sort of like a, uh, we have such a responsibility to our guests, you know, and it's, and, and you don't think about it every day, or, you know, I don't think the guests think about it when they walk into the bar, mm -hmm. but we, have, we the, I think the bartender has such a, um, and the, and the managers even more so have a have such a responsibility. And create that safe space for everybody. Right. So everybody should feel welcome when they walk in the bar. And I think that's the one thing our industry's gotten away from. That's because with all the awards and yeah. all the cloud and people want the competitions, people yeah. want to be known. Yeah. We've a lot of us have forgotten about the hospitality aspect of it. But I think that's changing now. It's starting to come back, and yeah. I think we're more aware now. But for yeah. a while. It was really about how many James Beard Awards can I win? Yeah. Or how many competitions can I win? Yeah. It's like, nah, how about I just, I like people coming back to my bar to see me. Yeah. That, right. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That's it, you know? And it's. We like to say, you come for the drinks, you come back for the service. Right, right. We want to serve, we want to make sure you have a good time. Remember us, we remember you. We walk in, and treat everybody like, hey, Uncle Joe, come on in and sit down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, and especially in cities where people live in very small yep. places, it's like this is like an extent, this is their living room, you yep. know? Yep. Right? So you want to create that space where they feel like, you know, Everybody knows your name, right? Yep. Exactly. That's it. That's it. We do everything outside of singing that cheer song. Yep. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. We even have a regular it. name, Norm, that comes yeah. in. Yeah, have a Norm. And he sits in the same, he his own he sits in the same spot same every time. Well, Nobody else can sit there. I've actually put a reserve sign down on his seat a couple of times. So. That's awesome. What does he drink? Uh, Jack and Coke or Long Island? <laughs> Long uh, Island. Long Island. Does it, two drinks. He might go for a margarita every now and again. Oh, okay. But that's it. Jack that's, Coke. That's way no, off the Jack, charts. Diet Coke, two lemons, yeah. no straw. 
yeah. <laughs> I, we know his order. Like most of, actually, ironically, most of our guests, we know their order as soon as they walk yeah. in. And that's to, that's what bartending is about. Yep. You know, yep. We, as soon as you walk in, as soon as you sit down, your drinks are already, it's already there. Yep. Well, yeah, where I work, I work in a private club. So, like, oh, talk wow. about regulars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's a regular you because, yeah. you know, we're almost like family. Like, we don't have, uh, you know, nobody nobody could just walk in. You know, right. every everybody that, that's there. And they actually own a stake of the organization. Oh, wow. They're like they're like a shareholder, you know. Okay. So, so that's their club. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you say, you know, that, that guy who walks in, his drink is... I know what he wants. This is oh, already sliding in which is, which is a little bit of a challenge, actually, because... You know, I wanted to bring a cocktail menu in. There was no cocktail menu when I started working there. And I was like, you know, we should do a cocktail menu and this and that. You know, and some people are into it, but most people are just like... They want what they want. What they want. This yep. guy drinks Doers... Doers on the Rocks. That's, that's it. what he drinks. He's not doing nothing else. He's never changing. I mean, we got a similar thing <laughs> like our bar. We just launched our first cocktail menu yeah. at our bar uh, Sunday. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully the bar's still there when we get back. <laughs> um, both of us are here. So if any of you all are listening. Who's taking care of the bar? <sighs> we have the competent <laughs> staff that okay. we trust. Yeah. Uh, and they know that we'll kill them when we get back. Yeah. Nobody wants to deal with both of us. <laughs> Sherry gets home Thursday. I get home Friday. Y'all don't want to deal with us. The last thing you want to do after you close on your shift is get a morning text from me yeah. about anything know, that is right? out of oh place in the bar. It's like, yeah. um... Almost take them by the ear and pull them up to the yep. corner. Like, <laughs> she does that to me all the time. All the time. I worry. I, for a little while, I worked at an Irish pub, and um, manager would text me at like ten in the morning. You know, I got off at three in the morning. He's texting me at ten. Right. I'm like, dude, I just like, got home. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. I already know, man. I, I do already it all the time. I just learned the art of scheduling a message. So when I get off okay. at 3 and home at 4 trying to wind down, yep. I have about yeah. 10 messages, and I just schedule them four hours from now, and then they'll go out, and everybody responds. And I'm like, when did I text you? I'm like, oh, yeah. The schedule message. Well, what do you do as far as uh, training your employees? Like, how, what, what kind of process is that? Constant. Constant. Yeah. Constant. It's yeah. almost every day. Like, one yeah. of us is always there, even on off okay. days. Yeah. We come hang out. And if we see, I watch the bar. Like, I just yeah. literally, I'll sit there, have a drink. I'll be on my computer. But I'm watching the bartender. And if I notice something, I'll point it right out. So it's constant. Yeah. Every day. And, I mean, we call each other out. Yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. we make sure that we hold each other just as accountable, if not more than the rest of the staff because I'll never be in a position where I have you doing something that I can't do. Right. Or I don't know how to do. Or I won't do. I'm not going to never do that. All yeah. our, st our staff seen me bar back. They've seen her bar back. They've seen us serve. They've seen us do it all. So when we say, hey, this is how you need to do it, you know it's coming from a place of we already know. Yeah. And we're trying to help you progress through the industry the same way we have. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Our staff knows. They can't tell us, oh, that's not my job, because then you won't have a job. Everything <laughs> yeah. in this building yeah, is your, your job. Absolutely. Exactly. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just yesterday I was yesterday I was I had the bar stools upside down. I'm tightening them up because they were, you know, wobbly or whatever, you know. And like, you know, that's that's my job to make take care of people, you know. Take care of people, make sure nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we have we have um Outside, for some reason, lights are not working. So I'm walking people outside using my phone as a flashlight yep. to yep. make sure nobody falls down. You know, yep. it's dark outside. So that's it, man. That's yep. being a bartender, right? That's it. Taking care of people. Jack all trades, man. That's, yeah. That's what bartending is. Yeah. Bartending yeah. is a counselor, a drink maker, a therapist, <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that seminar this morning was enlightening. You know. 
That was you that YouTube, yep. The yeah. hashtag YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I missed the first few minutes, or well, I missed. Uh, it was early. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th thanks, Holiday uh, Cocktail Lounge last night. Thank you. Everybody but, was dragging this morning. Did you get to hear Tanisha's class? Tanisha, uh -uh. come here. Come so on she had over. a really, really dope class too. Right after that one, the U2 class yeah, about uh, hip hop influence and spirits. Yeah, let's hear about and that. What's, really what was that about? So the hip hop and spirits was just about, it came about because I was teaching a class in luxury wine and spirits to some French students and I mentioned cognac being a luxury spirit and they were like, no it's not, that's what old people drink. So I said, mm, no, in America they actually drink a lot of cognac. So from there, I did some research and realized that hip hop has had an extreme influence on the sales of cognac in yeah. the United States. Yeah, yeah. So from there, I built the class out. Cognac, Champagne, Patron, Ciroc, Grey Goose. When we talked about that, we played some music. We went down memory lane. Nice. Saw some hands up, some heads bobbing. Yeah. Right. Had a full concert. People got mad when I turned the music off so we could yeah. move on to the next thing. But, but where did that come from? Like, the first time somebody ordered... The first time I heard somebody order a Hennessy and cranberry, I was like, what? In the same glass together? I was like, what is that about? On the rock. I don't get it. It's a lot of influence on what they hear because people don't know what to drink. They don't know yeah. what's Hennessy versus Remy right. or, you know, all of that. Or so if they hear versus someone. Versus vodka, even. Versus vodka, versus <laughs> Patron, versus yeah. gin. So if they hear somebody rap about it, they're like, oh, okay, yeah. well, Jay Z said so, it. So it must be, oh, okay. it must be Is that right. where it came from? Nah, said it. So let's do it. I mean, it's, just, it's influence, it's branding, right? So, like, you think about Nike, right? So yeah. you got Nike, you got Reebok, you got Adidas, yeah. Under Armour, you got all these different brands. It's the same way Nike, they promote themselves to a certain type of athlete. So everybody who likes that, they're only going to wear Nike. Right. So now Jay-Z says, all right, I have Duce Cognac. I have all this influence in the culture. I'm going to put Duce in my videos. Yeah. I'm going to leave it in my rhymes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say little things like if I do say so myself yeah, yeah. to play with your mind and make you say Duce. All right, Duce. It must be the... Duce. Oh, it must be good. Let me drink it. Now, I can say for our bar... We have the Duce Ambassador is uh, two doors down from us at our bar. Mm. Nobody drank Duce before. Jay got a hold of it, and now he got ambassadors in each city that really that are, are culture guys that push the culture forward. Mm. Now Chicago's one of the top markets for the brand. Really? You know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's like th this that influence of having people want to live that life. You see uh, your right. favorite rapper, your athlete, <laughs> like you want to live that life. I be Jay Z. Like, I, I try to be Jay Z. Like when Puffy came uh, out. You're, you're Jay Z in your own way. Yeah, I'm Jay -Z. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm I love to be Jay Z. Like, yeah. For one day. Let me, let me you see them dressed up. They're getting off a private jet. Yeah, they throwing chips in the air at Vegas. Yeah. They with models. Who don't want to look like Who that? Yeah, totally. And if you can have a small piece of that by just drinking what they drink. Right. Why wouldn't you do that? Feel like that. Yeah. It's, it's all about it's 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 all about just the visual being in the club. Like when you watch music videos, right? Mm -hmm. It looks like just a live just yeah. party. It's like wow, they got the bottle. It, it actually looks like this right here. But it's like, <laughs> but, like we live every day. Yeah, like we live, but it's like you got bottles yeah. and it's girls and it's money and it's just yeah. it just it looks like for every especially for most males 18 to 18 to 30, which is where they really market, yeah. every male wants to be that. Wants to be that guy when he walks in the club and all the lights are on him. Every guy wants to be that. So all the women stand up. All the and women it's like, are like, "Ooh, who is that?" You know. Ooh. Every guy wants Ooh. that. So, if I can get a piece of that by drinking that product, yeah, 
I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, and it's all, it's all about marketing and and positioning your product and um, and having a good time. And I'd love a little rum, yeah. a little hey, little rum. We get a little bit of this good dark cool rum. <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, get some of the oh, good cool. It's a pleasure to meet you all and talk to you. Do it again, man. What's your name? My name is Ninoshka. Nino, say that again. Ninoshka. That's the coolest name I ever heard. It's a Russian name. <laughs> <laughs> and what, so, what are we drinking here? So this that I'm making, well, this that you're having is the Gran Añejo. It's a blend of nine to twelve year old rums, finishing six year old Solera. Everything from Puerto Rico, no sugar added, no caramel coloring, just straight up colonial Puerto Rican exceptional rum. It's a, there's so there's such a range when it comes to rum. Like you, you don't never well, know what I you're gonna get. I think a lot of like, people have the wrong perception of rum because they're. There are many different styles out there. Yeah. Ours is just very true to the nation, like to the nature of what rum is, at least to the Puerto Rican palate. It's delicious. It's tannin forward. It's uh, flavor forward. You get a lot of different layers to it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think you mentioned the name yet. It's Don, Don Q. Q. Don so Q. So Don Q comes <laughs> from um, the literary masterpiece Don Quixote, um, and it comes from the Serrayes family. It's a 150-year-old family owned and operated company. Wow, wow. So how's it holding up after that terrible hurricane? We had a little bit of a, you can say, a trouble with mostly the bottling, but everything else was fine. So we got rum for years. All right. Yeah. You have power? Yeah. Well, the power, we do have partial sol solar energy. Oh, good. Uh, but 80% uh, of the island, unfortunately, does not have power yet. Oh, it's so sad. I don't know. What's, what's going on with... Um Barnes to Puerto Rico. Is that going to so, happen? It's, it's got changed. It's January 29th to 31st. Yeah. We're still going tentatively as, as far as right now. As is it in as, San Juan? Yes. Okay. The general told us, Lindsay told us we're still going. So, I mean, I really want to get back down there because I just want to help out yeah, yeah. the island. I know. I want to help the island out, man, any way I, I can. Know, like, it's not I even know. about Barnes too. It's like, just I want to go. And, yo, my man Milton Bad. Soto is doing some amazing things down there. Oh, man, I love that guy. Like, he's doing some... Super amazing things to help Who's that? Milton Soto. Okay. Bartender down uh, in, uh, what's the name of his bar, Nino? Taverna, Taverna Lupula. It's, uh, it's the first craft beer bar in the Oh, wow. Amazing <laughs> bar in old okay. San Juan. Like, it is, it's literally kitty corner from uh, La Factoria. So, it's one of the greatest spots I do. It's the guy that owns that, good friend of mine. He's started non for profits. He's got the government involved. He's really doing. A lot of things to rebuild the island. Yeah. So I love it. But we, we're still going. Good, good. Into January. I feel so there. bad. Like, I'm sure, you know, a lot of our bartender friends, yeah. there must be bartender friends in Puerto Rico that yeah. are uh, suffering. A lot of know. guys, did you go to Suffolk Arms last night? Yeah. The, yeah. the Factoria guys, they were there. Okay. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, Roberto wasn't there and I missed him, but, you know, I'll see him down in January. But I'm sure that tourism must be off. Oh, man, you know? it's, it's it horrible be, uh, right now, man. Way so, off. Yeah, know? anything we all could do to help. Like, I've, yeah. we've done clothing drives at our bar, we've yeah, had supplies yeah. dropped off at our bar to send down. Um, try and work with get a with Don Q and get a uh, little you know fundraiser something going at the bar so we can send some money down. I just really want to help. I had the best experience of my life ever at Cane Camp over the summer in Puerto Rico. I spent eight days there and yeah. fell in love with it, man. So yeah, yeah. yeah I've been I've been a couple times to Puerto Rico myself. Yeah. Love that island, great, man. Love great place it. and great beautiful people. people like Nino. Great people, there. great people. You know what I mean? Nino showed us around the island. We had a good time. It was that's awesome. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We had a great time. Man. So yeah, I you know I, I I saw there was a piece on 60 Minutes the other day. Oh really? About Puerto Rico and how the 
the power grid's like really messed up, yeah, you know, it's, and it's, it's like sucks, I man. feel terrible for. Like a lot of people just don't know really about the history of the island. Yeah. Um, like the reason why we're a attachment to the U.S. was because everybody went to World War. We were, you know, we were fought for by the U.S. And it's just such a shame that a lot of people just don't know about it. It's I like it's, I don't even want to get political. It's just a shame that there's miseducation about the island. Right. Right. It was interesting. They were talking about how, on 60 Minutes about how. Um, the, unfortunately, the Puerto Rican people are not, they can't vote for in elections and things, but but they are U.S. citizens, so like a lot a lot of people are coming to the U.S. now, to the mainland. Um, There's a major exodus right yeah, now, right, right. and particularly in the industry that we work for, it's a shame that they're losing so many exceptional bartenders. I mean, yeah. I think at the same, it, it's, it's a double-sided sword. It's a shame that the island's losing all these great talent, But at the same time, I feel it's great for the future of the island, for this talent to learn and see so many other things because then that means that the future is going to be so much brighter for it on the side of the industry, the beverage industry, and the food industry. Yeah. I thought about, I, uh, the other day I was thinking about talking with some friends. Remember when Prohibition happened? Yeah, right. And everybody left. Yeah. And they learned European style. They went to yeah. Puerto Rico. They went different yeah, places. Yeah, and they learned different styles, and then they yeah. came back. Right. And now look at what we're doing. Yeah. I think that's the same thing that's going to happen and in Puerto Rico. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like the future is going to be so much brighter because all these people are going to come back with knowledge, ideas, and they're going to make the that side of the industry flourish, and it's going to be so much better in a couple of years. I mean, we're not in relief. We're just in remodeling. Okay. Yep. Good. That's I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because you know I feel so bad for what's going. on. Gonna put some new floors on there, some new lights, you know. Yeah. It's outdated. It's all about the attitude, and I think that's one of the biggest things that always shines from our country is that people have. We will make it. We will do whatever we what we will make the best out of what we have attitude. And that translates into what people feel about the island and how people treat our island once they have that experience. Because we, a lot of us might not know any better, and why I say us is Puerto Ricans, because a lot of people, they love their island so much that it's very hard for them to leave. But a thing like that that is forcing them out is going to make them see a bigger picture, like the macro instead of the micro, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring back a lot of great things. Great. I, lo I love that. I'm so, so happy to hear that you could put a positive spin on a, such always, a bad situation. Always, because <laughs> the bad only shines if we look through those eyes. Yeah. We can make anything bad be good if you look at it with, look at nature. Look at how humans have a lot of things go to nature. It always flourishes back on uh, spring, even winter when winter comes. So why not? Yeah, awesome. It's so nice to meet you. Cheers. Thank you for the delicious rum. <laughs> so good. Always great talking with Josh and uh, making some new friends there too. That was a lot of fun. So there you have it. Bar Institute is still on. It's still planned for January in San Juan, January 29th through 31st. Wish I could be there. That sounds amazing. And 
yeah, they'll be around. Assumably, they'll be back next year with another tour around the country. So stay tuned for details on that. Well, it's the day before Thanksgiving as I recorded this, and I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend or a coworker. Help spread the word. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll be behind the bar all day, but I'll get off uh, about 5 or 6 o'clock, and I'll get to see family after that. So I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you share some time with people that are important to you. Here's our toast. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. We turkeys can't appreciate celebrating Thanksgiving by eating a turkey. We think you should buy an ice cream turkey. Then we can all have a party with you.